Well, it's 1998. I'm in high school and cars, well, they're still a part of my life. At this point in time, I'm always looking for what I want when I graduate. And just previously, I wanted a nice GMC Sierra to drop and customize. But here it is, 1998. Big trucks are a big thing. And I live in a truck city. So, why does this have anything to do with the import revolution? Imports seem to be taking over everything. They seem to be moving into every category around. As Toyota and Nissan are growing stronger, what markets can they go after next? Well, in 1998, we never thought that one of them might go after one of the most worthwhile industries in the North American marketplace, the full-size pickup truck. And by 1999, Toyota increased the size of the Tacoma to go up against the big three. But will it ever work out for them? Or will it just become another product just to make a penny for the big guys? Autoworks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the Dr. T Automotive Industry, Mr. Everett J. And today, I'm taking a look at Toyota and Nissan's full-size pickup truck. Now, the Autolux Podcast is coming to you from our main host site, podbeam.com, and our main website, autolux.net, where you'll find corporate websites from around the world for every major automobile company in existence today. And if it's not there, please tell us about it so we can add it soon, as it may be on our list of things to add soon and at the end of the year take a gander over to the autolux a plus awards to see who wins for design of the year yes we rate them over 560 cars in 2022 autolux rates them all now today we're taking a look at the big dog Toyota. Toyota, by 1999, was starting to show progress in toppling the big three. Now, we all know that Chrysler had finally jumped into bed with Mercedes, which was a bad thing for it to do. It should not have done that. But General Motors and Ford, still on their own, were still making big bucks off big trucks. And with the SUV craze coming on, big trucks may seem like a bit more money for some of these other players to not go after. Honda is one of those companies who chose to not go after it. Honda is a big player from the Japanese marketplace and even in North America Honda is a big player but unfortunately the truck market wasn't for them they looked at it as maybe we should set a new benchmark in the truck marketplace which they did so with the Ridgeline but Toyota and Nissan wanted to go after it a big way they wanted to be known as big players against the big three they wanted to hit every major bread and butter part of the marketplace and to do so they would finally need to build full-size trucks and in 1999 toyota showcased the original tundra which by all standards and by my own standards all it was was the toyota tacoma a little bit bigger i did have the chance to go in one of these i had a cousin who had an original one and trust me the tundra wasn't much bigger than a tacoma a little bit more interior space and a bit bigger box but really you couldn't classify it as a full-size pickup truck. Now, Toyota really wanted to go after this market, so they had single cab, club cab, crew cabs, and in the early 2000s, a step side. Because you have to remember, General Motors and Ford were still producing step sides in that early form of the 2000s, and Toyota wanted to be in it. So why didn't Toyota make a big name for themselves in the full-size market? Because by 2003, Nissan stated that they wanted to get into this marketplace, but they wanted to do it right. They saw how Toyota fell on their face with the Tundra only being one step up from the Tacoma and not being a direct competitor to products like the F-150 Sierra and Ram. Nissan wanted to go all in and they did with the release of the Nissan Titan coming out in 
single cab, club cab, and eventually crew cab versions. As the crew cab market was starting to take off in the early 2000s, pickup trucks were starting to become big money. Now, why were they starting to become big money? Before the SUV craze of the late 90s and into the early 2000s, when gasoline was cheap and the markets were going amazing, everybody wanted bigger. That's when companies like Hummer were coming out, Jeep was getting into bigger vehicles, and Land Rover was starting to make more of a place for itself with SUVs. Everybody wanted in. The minivan age was starting to dwindle and SUVs were coming out and everybody knew SUVs made you more money than minivans and full-size trucks can earn you even more money. But why would companies like Toyota and Nissan get into this marketplace where the Frontier and the Tacoma held more market share than General Motors and Ford? Why would they even consider taking away any portion of that market? People getting into Tacomas and Frontiers might be the same people that are going to go into Titans and Tundras. It's because they knew the North American marketplace. If you wanted to have a vehicle in every driveway, you needed to have a product from every category to fit into those driveways. And Toyota did that with the Tundra and the Sequoia. Going up against the F-150 and the Expedition, Toyota went all in. Unfortunately, the Sequoia was there to beat the Expedition, but the Tundra didn't live up. Nissan tried to emulate this with the release of the Titan going after directly the F-150 and creating the Pathfinder Armada, which was big and also brought along an Infinity counterpart, the QX80. These things were were big and everybody wanted them. Yes, the original Pathfinder Armadas and the QX80s were products that people wanted. They were big. They were at a time in the early 2000s when people wanted the biggest products on the road. Now, Honda didn't jump into this. Gotta remember, even at that point, Honda hadn't even jumped into the mid to full-size range of the SUV marketplace. The Pilot wasn't even here yet. And the Pilot wasn't even a full-size SUV. When it came out, it was more of a mid-size. The giant toaster on wheels. Now, like, I'm gonna talk. I got a Kia Barrera which is essentially a toaster on wheels as well. But like we said, big trucks, big money. And all the way up until the, the crisis in 2008, people were making tons of money off this. Gotta remember, 2003 is when Nissan and the Titan came out. Just after that, Nissan brought out their NV chassis and V vans. They wanted to go after every major market. And in North America, the van market had Ram. It had GM, Chevy, and Ford. Now, the GMC Express vans were showing their age because their designs were only from the 90s. The 40 lines were starting to show their age as well. And without the introduction of European counterparts, Nissan's new NV might be able to go in there and get some of that market share. But no, they didn't. Why didn't they grab it? Well, the same reason why their full-size truck didn't grab enough of the market share away from the big three. There's one problem that Toyota and Nissan have always faced when it comes to competing in the full-size pickup truck market. I'll give you two words. Commercial, diesel. Those two words explain everything. And they explain the reason why Toyota and Nissan still can't crack the full-size pickup market. Even with the Tundra coming out with its brand new 2022 Tundra, its fourth design phase, third generation pickup truck, it still can't crack the full-size pickup market. Yes, myself, I am a person who likes this brand new Tundra design and would consider this over an F-150, but a Ram and the GMC Sierra Denali still outrank it because of everything they have to offer and the fact that those are true truck companies, that they poise themselves on just building trucks. Now we get a Toyota tried to do the same thing as Ford and push their Toyota truck image onto people where you had the Tundra, the Tacoma, the Sequoia, and the Forerunner. And then soon enough, the FJ Cruiser. It's Toyota truck. Great marketing campaign, but unfortunately it did not work out in their favor. And Toyota and Nissan had never made grounds in on the big three. Yes, there are people out there who are diehard Japanese fans. They're the people who go out. My cousin 
who owned that Tundra always had Toyotas. His first car was a Honda Civic that he got from his parents. His first vehicle he bought was a Tacoma SR5. Why did he want that? Back to the future. And from there he upgraded to a Tundra. He eventually got the second generation Tundra before he passed away. Now, why did he get those? When he went to work at a mining company with a whole bunch of people who drive GM, Chevys, Fords, and Dodges. Why would you want to be the different guy driving the Toyota? Yeah, your quality is better, but the gas mileage isn't as good as those. But when it comes to people like that living in the city that I live in, the two main products that make Nissan and Toyota fail are the two main products that are unknown of. How many people that go out there and buy a Ford or a full-size pickup truck care if they can get it in a commercial fleet or a diesel? Unless you're towing a massive trailer, you don't care. And most of the people that are buying Hemi Rams are the people with the smallest parts of their body trying to compensate by having these big, burly performance products to pull a trailer as they watch their gas get sucked down. Ooh, you got a Hemi. Ooh, big deal. I can get a TRD Pro from Toyota. I can get a Pro 4X from Nissan. Hell, I can get a Raptor from Ford. If I want to show how small my unit is off to you, I'm going to do it in any other way possible other than buying a giant Hemi to pull a trailer. No, that's what dumb people do. Smart people go for diesels. Now, if you're somebody that wants to tow a trailer around a lot, something like the Titan or the Tundra are not for you. Yes, they got amazing payload and towing capacities, but unfortunately, they run with a gas engine. And as we all know in the truck industry, torque is what gets you through. The torque in a diesel engine pulls what's behind you without compromising your fuel efficiency. My father knows this by owning a V6 Ram. When he tows his trailer, he gets worse gas mileage than my RAV4, but his Ram 1500 can get the same gas mileage as my 2020 Toyota RAV4 on the highway. Put a trailer behind it, he gets worse gas mileage than me because that gas motor is doing extra work towing that. It's the same concept behind electric vehicles towing products. You lose range on an electric vehicle towing stuff. Now, why would this matter to Toyota and Nissan? Like we said, commercial diesel. Two main standpoints. Nissan's starting to get the point with their second generation Titan trying to go after the fleet market with the Nissan Titan XD single caps. They're trying to go after the commercial fleet sales market. Now in my home city, we are a mining town, but there's only one company I know of in this entire place that has a Nissan Titan as their fleet vehicle and only one who's ever put Tundras into their fleets. Everyone else are Ford, GM, or Dodge. Well, in this case, Ram. It's still Dodge to me. So why? Why does Toyota and Nissan still keep trying to push? Nissan almost pulled the plug on the second generation Titan. Hell, they were even going to build it with Ram. They were going to sign a deal with Ram to get a proper footprint for their full-size pickup truck and utilizations of the Ram Cummings diesels because Nissan knows they need diesels. And that was a problem that they actually had with their NV vans for the North American marketplace. They had V8s, but no diesel options. Go over to Europe, you can get diesel options, but in North America, they didn't because they thought people in this marketplace don't want diesels. Well, when I'm owning a commercial van or a fleet vehicle that's towing stuff all the time, I'm not dumb. I'm not like my ex-boss and will go out and buy a gas pickup truck just because the salesman shows me this graph and says, well, if you're only towing a trailer once a week, really, you're going to save on this gas pickup truck over its lifetime rather than all the extra expenses you're going to go through destroying that gas pickup truck where you could have had a diesel. Then they always get into, oh, well, diesels, you got to plug in in the winter. They have trouble starting. You can't leave them, you know, on someone's driveway when you're doing restoration work because they could freeze, they could stall. You may need somebody to come and boost you. Gas may be a bit better for that, but when you're towing around a dump trailer that's 
filled to the tits with drywall, plaster, cement, and wood, a diesel is a better option for you. That gas engine is going to get beat up a lot more than the diesel. And that is what Nissan and Toyota are missing. I remember when the third design of the Tundra came out, Toyota put them up against Ford and GM and Ram to showcase how much power the Toyota had over the competition. We could tow more. We could haul more. We are the power truck. Where in the back of my head, I'm looking at them going, if I ran fucking business, I'm still not buying your truck. There is no diesel option. When you put that Cummings diesel in it, then I could tow my shit all day long and not have to worry about added fuel costs or extra damage to my displacement. Now, until Nissan and Toyota get this into play, they are never going to crack the full-size pickup market. You can tell me all you want that they make sales. They make good sales. But take a look at their sales. 100,000 units for a Tundra in 2021. Or look at the nearly half a million that Ford gets from the F-150. Because the F-150 hits every part of the truck market. From single cab short box to crew cab long bed dualies platinum. They can range from $23,000 to nearly $200,000. Toyota and Nissan only go after one select market of the full-size pickup market. Now, today and in the early 2000s, those markets were growing exponentially. So you can kind of see the reason why Toyota put the Tundra and Nissan put the Titan out there. They wanted to get into those full-size pickup markets because more people were getting into owning a pickup truck. Their driveways, remember, as we said, the turn of this century, we were still living in a three-car driveway. We're down to a 1.2-car driveway. Hell, in Canada, the vehicle per driveway is almost similar to child per family now, which is under the growth rate of two. Now, I'm one of those weirdos. I got four vehicles, and hell, I'd like one more, but you know, can't afford it right now. So, uh, I'm not part of the similarity, but I know so many people and have worked with so many people that have a pickup truck. I work with one guy that went out. He, he, he's a big hockey and golf guy. Doesn't have a trailer to tow. He pays people to do a lot of restoration work in his house and he has a bunch of kids that he, you know, occasionally goes away on vacation with. Why do you need a pickup truck? Like someone like my dad who goes out to camp and spends all summer working at camp or working at his house, hauling stuff around, bringing stuff into town, picking stuff up, and occasionally has his son, myself, bothering him to borrow it because I need to pick something up, has a use for a pickup truck. But when I have a friend who's married to a doctor whose job is sitting, answering phones, and writing quotes, and has the money to pay people to replace, rebuild, or even drop off everything, I ask them, why do you need a full-size pickup truck? These are the people that Toyota and Nissan are going after. The people who don't need the pickup truck. The people who go to Toys R Us to pick up a sandbox for their kids once a year. The people who help their in-laws move a dresser once a year. They're not the people who utilize it every single day. And yet I still have to remember, those sales are still a big part of the full-size pickup market. It's like everywhere else in the world, mid-size pickups rule. The only other markets in the world you'll ever find full-size pickup trucks in are China, and occasionally you'll find them in Australia. Because there are a lot of Australian import companies bringing GM, Chevy, Fords, and Rams into their country for full-size pickup trucks because they realize that an eight-foot box is better than the six-foot box on their Hilux. But most other places in the world only require mid-sized trucks. Where Toyota and Nissan hold grounds on that.
When you go to Europe, you can get a Nissan NV400 chassis, which is essentially a full-size pickup version of the NV van. Now, why would they need to sell the Titan? They don't, because the Titan in North American marketplaces is being sold to those parents who don't want to drive minivans anymore. I don't want to be hold down the stigma that I'm owning an SUV, and I don't want to be caught dead driving a minivan. So I'm going to get a truck to make it seem like I actually do my own work at home, but really, I don't require it. And as this market grows, Toyota and Nissan will see an expanse of their market share. But unfortunately, they will never crack the commercial market. And you have to remember, fleets may not be the sales that everyone wants, because fleet sales are usually in mass quantities at a discount. But you have to remember, not everybody makes their choice about what they're going to buy from a television commercial or a family member. Me? I got into the Vortec V8s from General Motors. Never liked GMs, except for when I was a little kid, I was, you know, I was kind of a GM guy. Got out of it, got into, you know, Dodge products in the late 90s because of their design. Today, I still look at GMC. The Vortec V8 that I had in my old work truck at one of my previous jobs was fun. It was amazing. It took abuse. When I look at a Toyota, I know the quality is there, but GM is also quality in the truck market because of the fleet sales sold to the company that I worked for and the fact that we had all GMs made more of us likely to buy General Motors products and in that case most of us did it was either a GM or Ford there were no Toyota pickup truck guys there the shithole I work now all the salespeople have Fords and what do a lot of pickup truck guys outside of those drive Fords GM Chevy or Ram there's one guy that owns a Tundra funny thing is is the people who are driving you know the Rams are making fun of them. Meanwhile, the Ram 1500 is built in Mexico, where the Tundra is built in Texas. Tundra is a little bit more American than the Ram. So, in all occurrences, Toyota and Nissan still have their work cut out for them until they get into fleet sales to commercial companies and add in diesel options to their pickup trucks. They will never crack the full-size pickup market. And sure, with hydrogen and electric coming into play in the future for full-size pickup trucks, with companies like Rivian and Tesla getting in there, there could be some changes in the future but as we've already stated if you want to tow you need the torque and for inner city travels companies are already looking at companies like tesla for inner city transportation transports and companies like nikola for cross-country transports because the fuel cell doesn't lose power so in the future the tundra and titan may need to have a hydrogen counterpart as opposed to just straight electric we hope that in their future they're gonna think about these things whereas right now they haven't and they are losing out a massive market share in the full-size pickup market by not having commercial or diesel options. And until they get those, they will never be a main contender for full-size pickup trucks. Because of my work job in restoration, I can't drive a Tundra to tow my trailer filled with roofing materials and then go home and drive my Tundra Limited in luxury. Then I'm not buying it. I'm keeping the 3500 Sierra HD for towing and I'm cruising home in my 2500 HD Denali. The full-size pickup market is a little fickle. And as we stated, Nissan and Toyota need to enter these two markets. It's been 20 years and they still haven't gotten into it. Making money off standard residential sales is okay, but you're never going to be taken for granted as a true full-size pickup truck until you hit the commercial and diesel marketplaces. So in the eyes of full-size pickup truck owners around the world, there still are only three companies who build full-size pickups.
shops. So in the end, Nissan and Toyota, you need to step up your game and start getting into commercial and diesel products. Until you do that, you'll never be taken seriously as a full-size pickup truck for the world. And hell, even Chinese counterparts are starting to see this part of the marketplace to get into. Don't just leave it up to the big three to take the commercial sales away from you. Let's get in there. Because truthfully, truthfully, I would prefer to drive a Tundra diesel towing my 35-foot trailer as a Poe to having to settle for an F-250. So in the end, if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment below. Go to one of our many social feeds or even over on our website, autolux.net, and tell us. Tell us what you thought about this. Tell us what do you think Toyota and Nissan should do to make their full-size trucks better and make them seem like they actually are full-size pickup trucks and not just the new age minivan from Toyota and Nissan. Do you think we're correct? If you are, let us know in the comments below. And while over on our website, please check out our Corporate Links websites, a calendar of pinnacle moments from around the world are rated design see how well these trucks even rate design wise against each other to find who has the top rating in full-size pickup trucks and on top of that you could stop off watch a few videos and read a few tiny little articles that autolux has left for you so strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride the toyota and nissan are still dragging us around on